Hey guys, Frank here with Tithely coming to you with another episode of Modern Church Leader. And uh, today, man, really excited to talk about a topic that I don't actually know a ton about, but I'm here with my buddy, Rob, all the way from New Jersey. Rob, how's it going? It's going great, man. You know, uh, rainy day in, in the Garden State, but hey, we'll take it. It's better than we'll, snow, so it's going great. It, I, we need the rain in San Diego. We had some rain, you know, two weeks ago. I'm, I guess I'm getting old because like I look at the weather app now on my phone and like I check the weather. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign. Of that is a sign. What. Yeah. You need to watch <laughs> <But> yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I checked the weather and I noticed like on, it's supposed to rain on Wednesday, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So excellent. San Diego <laughs> is beautiful and we love our weather, but we can use some rain. So we'll take all we can get. Um, but Jersey's beautiful too. Uh, fun fact, my mom's side of the family is all from Jersey. So my mom, my grandma, everybody back then, they're all from Jersey. Look at that. Nice. Yeah, I know. Oh, always I, good I, to I, hear about some Jersey people. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Rob, we're going to talk bivocational pastors. Uh, one, uh, something that you know a lot about being one yourself. And, uh, but I'd love you also, well, you'll tell your story, but you're on the sales team at Breeze, uh, you know, a, a tithely company, and you also started and lead a church. So we're going to talk all about what it's like to do both things, but why don't you give us just a little bit of your background? Like how'd you get into ministry and starting a church and, and all the things? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, let me tell you, first of all, I kind of grew up in ministry. Uh, my, my dad, um, led a music ministry that we were just involved in for a really long time. Um, and my dad actually is, he's never, he was, wasn't a pastor growing up. Now he is actually. Okay. Uh, we, you know, served the music ministry. My dad worked with Christian radio, uh, for Spanish, uh, Christian radio still to this day. He still works there. And, uh, so kind of just grew up around ministry all my life, yeah. just kind of being with my family and doing what, you know, what we love to do. In my teenage years, uh, our church had a Bible institute that we were connected to. And the, uh, director there, she was always trying to recruit. And I don't know if she was just recruiting me because I was a, a young person or recruiting me because she saw something in me. I like to believe she saw something in me. Yeah. But uh yeah, she was just recruiting us. And, um, you know, and it was a three-year program. It took me like seven years to graduate, honestly. <laughs> so um, I took an extra year to graduate too. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh we, it, it, yeah, we um, did the Bible Institute. Uh, after that, you know, I, I felt like I was involved in ministry, music ministry. So I thought, hey, let me go for ministry credentials. Uh, so I, I went for ministry credentials, got them. And right after that, uh, just started pursuing uh, an opportunity. So found an opportunity here in Jersey to come and be a youth slash worship pastor. That's how everybody starts, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so did that whole thing, uh, did all the overnights and all that. Uh, <laughs> the lock-ins, The lock-ins. Yes, lock <laughs> those are not godly at all. But <laughs> did, did the, did the lock-ins, 
There's um, nobody I'll checking find... the weather app at the lock-ins. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, so long story short, uh, about five uh, and a half years into it, um, started feeling kind of like, man, uh, I, I never thought I'd be a church planner, but started kind of feeling the urge. I had a friend that was church planning at the time too. And he encouraged me to do it. Uh, he said, Hey man, you should do it. But I just didn't feel ready at that point. So decided, um, you know, let me go back. I'll do seminary. I went to Assemblies of God Theological in okay. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. So I said, let me go back to seminary. If three years later, I still feel this call, I'll go ahead and, and pursue it. Well, we did. Uh, three years later, certainly felt like we were still supposed to church plant. Uh, and so we came back to New Jersey and we planted New Walk Church. And yeah. uh, that's been now 11 years uh, going strong. So wow. God has been really 11 years yeah. you've been at it. Yeah, yeah. 11 years we've been doing it. And um, there, man, it's it's been a, a, a journey. It's been awesome, uh, but it's definitely been a journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of getting to this point, but it's been good. And, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And then yeah. obviously join the team at, at Breeze, uh, somewhere in the middle of that. So honestly, when it comes to bivocational, I, I feel like I cheat a little bit, uh, just because I'm doing kind of ministry work also at, at yeah. my nine to five, if you will, and, uh, working for Breeze. So uh, love that and, uh, just excited about yeah. everything God has. Why don't you just for anybody listening that that has never heard the term or isn't super familiar, like what is what does it mean to be a bivocational pastor? Um, yeah. Like what what is that? Yeah. So I I mean by God's grace I, I had an opportunity to taste both worlds. So when I was a youth pastor, that was full time position in a church, and uh, that was great. Uh, but bivocational really just means you're doing ministry, but you're also in the marketplace. So not only are you uh, involved in, in the work that is involved in ministry, but you're also doing a nine to five. And, uh, in some ways, they really, if you just see life as, as in total as a ministry, you, you end up seeing your nine to five as ministry, no matter where you're at. I mean, right. I happen to be in a Christian company now or a Christian based company now, yeah. but nevertheless, um, I felt like I was always a ministry, even when I worked uh, elsewhere. Okay. Give us a little more, like, go a little deeper into bivocational pastor. Like what like, tangibly does that mean? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, the church does cover some of our expenses. Uh, you know, every situation is different and right. different churches do it differently. Uh, I mean, I know a bivocational pastor that worked at a deli uh, part time and, and, and worked as a bivocational. So, yeah, the, the church will sometimes cover a portion. Typically, uh, it, it seems like um more of the housing allowance, those kinds of things will okay. typically be more covered. And yep. then, you know, you try to find either a part-time or full-time, depending on the needs for the, of the church, uh, to kind of make ends meet. Right. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how we work it out. Yeah. 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 And how about like time-wise, like how, how does it, what's a day, what's a normal day, you know, not a Sunday. Cause obviously you're not like, you know, that's, that's, you probably run everything on Sunday and do it all, but, um, you know, like a normal weekday, what does it look like in the bivocational world? 
so it's very different than maybe what someone else might consider to be normal. Like my days have a start. I don't know when they end. So that's just reality. You yeah. know, it could be, uh, you know, the time you wake up and you go for it and you do your nine to five, but there's things that happen between the nine to five sometimes, honestly, and even after the nine to five, right? Yeah. So you'll have uh, counseling with people you know, late hours of the day or after your nine to five, uh, you'll be preparing for messages. Uh, man, so many different things. Um, by the way, shout out to, to my manager, Greg, uh, real quick. Um, right now he's bivocational himself and, uh, he, and he, uh, you know, had to step out because of a emergency at his church, uh, just this week. Um, so those, those kind of things, you know, just, you're, you're, you're kind of full-time everywhere. Like it's, there's no such thing as part-time, part-time. Uh, you're kind of full-time on, um, which can be very hectic and very dangerous if you're not careful. Yeah. 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 Cause you have a family, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you're also balancing being, you know, a family man and married and kids and all of that too. That's the full-time, you know, gig as well. Yeah. And, and for some reason, us pastors, we feel like having more children is better. So I don't know why <laughs> we feel that way. Uh, maybe we didn't process it and think it through enough, but like my wife and I have five children, which we love. We love all five of them. And, uh, and yeah, you got to make time for your spouse. You got to make time for your children. Uh, your church wants your time yeah. as well. Uh, sometimes people have some unfortunately unrealistic expectations of you know your time and by god's grace our church is very good to us like that like they get it um but i i've heard stories where sometimes churches don't get it so right. they expect you to be just as good a pastor as andy stanley you know although you don't have his time yeah <laughs> and and uh so it, it's just uh amazing uh you know, the demands on time are, are very, very serious yeah. for bivocational, for sure. What, and did you choose to make it bivocational or like, what's the reasoning behind, you know, having like in this setup, you know, cause I've heard different, you know, sometimes you do it just because it's, maybe it's a smaller church and it makes sense that way. Sometimes pastors like want to do it that way. They want to kind of mm -hmm keep a career in the market as well as be a full-time pastor, you know? So what, what was your reason or why, why'd you end up in that situation? So I, I think a little bit of both. And, uh, so in, initially I thought we were going to plant the church. The church was going to grow to like 10,000 in a year. And, uh, and we were going to be done. Naturally. Working. You probably were close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's the way it always works. Right. Um, at least that's what the way the books, uh, tell us it's supposed to work. No, but um, so I really just thought I'll work for a couple of years and, you know, at some point our church will be able to sustain us yeah. uh, and we'll be able to go into full-time ministry over time. Just that, that didn't materialize that way. So it didn't, it wasn't working out like that. And uh, at the very beginning, there was a little bit of, man, God, you let me down. Like, you know, we had this deal, although he never agreed to anything like this, but it was just my end of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as I was going through the process, I started getting more comfortable in saying, no, wait, this is my ministry. Like, I, it's okay that our church hasn't grown to thousands. It's okay right. that 
all the resources are, aren't there. Um, and I have to provide for my family with a nine to five. So yeah, initially I was thinking we're going to do this for just a season. Uh, now I'm more like, no, this is my life and, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's great. What do you have any tips for bivocational pastors or, or, you know, maybe people that are thinking about doing that or living yeah. it today, you know, what, what are some things that you've learned along the journey, 11 years of going at it? Yeah. Um, I, I think a couple of things, first of all, time, man, if you are not good about time management, um, uh, then bivocational ministry is probably not for you. Like yeah. just the, the demands on your time, uh, are real serious. Uh, the demands on your family are very serious. Uh, Churches don't just see you as the pastor. They, they kind of take you all in. Right. Um, so I, I'll tell you something. Uh, when I was, when I was younger in my teenage years, I got to serve with some pretty big ministries for our area and, and, uh, for the Spanish, uh, kind of churches. Uh, right. so we served in some pretty big ministries and I did see back then I saw some of the pitfalls of these people with big names. Uh, they had big names. Everybody knew them. They were very charismatic. They were very popular, but I started noticing their families, how their families were sometimes seemed to me like they were deteriorating. Like they didn't mm -hmm. have the family structure that I thought was healthy. And, uh, you know, Back then, I would have never said this, but sometimes I look at our church and I, I see our size and uh, sometimes I, and people might disagree with me, but I, I almost see it by design, like that we're not a super mega church. Like I, I, we almost design it that way. And the way, the reason I say that is because I knew early on that if I wanted to be successful in my family life, I wanted to have a strong family. I wanted to raise good children. I knew that I was going to have to limit my time in ministry, mm. that ministry wasn't going to just swallow us up, that I, I knew that I was going to have to just, just make time for my family, make sure that I was there as a father, as a husband present yeah. there. Um, heard a frame, famous preacher once say, uh, maybe you might have heard the quote. He says, um, if you don't date your wife, someone else might. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. don't, you know, don't you be her date. Right. And, and right. I, I took that to heart. I took that very seriously. So, uh, you know, as far as tips are concerned, I, I'm, we make time for my, my wife and I, we make time for one another. We make time for our children. That's really important to us. We let our church know that that this is important to us and uh and we let them know if you don't want us to kind of uh lose it and and uh you know we want to make sure that we're there for our family so definitely managing your time setting up your schedule so that you know what's happening of course yeah. things come up but but just time management is a big one i think for people considering uh bivocational ministry yeah 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 how did you like, how do you talk about it with the church? Like, what's yeah. that dynamic like in terms of, hey, you know, you guys like help, like people's giving helps to an extent, but like you have a full-time career and, and you're doing that too, you know, like it sounds like having the church know that that's the case is like an important part of it. Yeah. So I, I will say um, 
in talking to the church, yeah, there's times when we have to talk to leaders and and share that, be a little more direct with that. But yeah. I think sometimes in our in our preaching, um, you know, just teaching about the value of of family and the value of being a good husband, a, a good father, uh, and sharing those values in our congregation, I think people start wising up and and start realizing kind of where you're getting at, and yeah. and it does open up opportunities for illustrations that are uh that help and and say and and once people see that man you really this guy really values his family this yeah. guy really values his wife his children uh i think people start getting it at least that's been our experience at our church yeah. people have been getting it um so when they hear us say hey we need this time off um you know they're they're good with that uh so we do a lot of you know, just teaching, nurturing those relationships, uh, even in going out with other families, uh, talking about the importance of not just our family being strong, but their families as well being yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. Do you talk about being bivocational with the church? Um, yeah, I mean, when, when I say like, the do church, they, do I'm, they I, know? Like, do they know? Hey, Rob's our our pastor. He leads the church, but Rob also has another job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and. Uh, I will say uh, almost like uh, I almost like Paul, right? Like he used it as a badge of honor. Like yeah. I could, you know, demand more here, but I I'm not demanding more. Uh, yeah, the church totally knows. I I yeah. share experiences from work, uh, do, you know, appropriate yeah. <laughs> uh, experiences, right? Uh, but I'll, I'll share experiences from my job, from things that happen, from life. So my church knows it full well. Yeah. And uh, that's not something we hide at all. Like, right. you know, we, right. we want them to know the real us. Yeah. 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 I love that. What have been some of the biggest, you've kind of talked about time and managing your time in terms of like tips and whatnot, but is there over the years, like some of the biggest challenges that you can think of about being bivocational outside of the time crunch? Yeah. Um, I think the expectations uh, that people have sometimes, you mm -hmm. know, like I, I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, people want you to be, you know, whatever their favorite preacher is, right. uh, they, they feel like you need to be preaching to that level. And, uh, man, if I had the 40 hours that that guy has, you know, maybe I can, maybe I've come closer, you know, yeah, right. uh, that I'm at now. And I think, you know, preaching to me, uh, I, 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 I joke around and I tell people preaching to me feels like a term paper, like every week, like I've got to prepare for this paper and I've got to turn it in every week. Uh, and you know, I just have to do mental dumps on right. Sunday and here, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, I loved your message on Sunday. And I'm thinking, what did I preach about on Sunday? <laughs> like what, what happened? But I, I think that, um, the, the one thing that I do for myself that helps me is I, I give myself grace. Yeah. Like I give myself grace. I want to be uh, as good a speaker, as good a leader as, you know, all these guys we read about, but I give myself grace and, and I say, wait, at the end of the day, I need to know that 
I prepared as hard as I could. Like yeah. I'll never step up to the pulpit without preparing for sure. I prepared as much as I could, but I also needed time for my family. I also needed time for even me, right? Like not even just my family. If I'm not taking care of me, man, I can burn out real easy. Yeah, right. So I, I give myself grace where some some Sundays I don't feel like I'm super duper prepared, but I know that I did my best. And uh, for some strange out reasons, though, those turns out to turn out to be the best Sundays for some reason. So yeah. maybe my kids doesn't like me over preparing. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like God has a crazy way of making life happen, right? And yeah. I think I love your point of just giving yourself grace, like knowing that hey, God kind of orchestrated this and has you in this spot and you're doing two things you love and serving people, loving people, um, yeah. you know, being like Jesus, like that, that's, I don't know, more than most, right? Like that's yeah. pretty amazing. So I think being, being content with that and giving yourself grace is really important. Um, so Absolutely. do you have any good, you know, one last question, a couple rapid fire ones, but do you have any good resources that you've run into books, websites, podcasts, anything like that, like for the bivocational pastor where you're like, man, I love listening to this. Or I've read these books that really helped me do this better. And, you know, anything like that, that you could share with other bivocational pastors? Yeah, I think, um, Carrie Newhoff, uh, you know, just, uh, his, just about anything he puts out, um, is, it's just very real, very raw, I, I feel. Yeah. And, uh, he has a, his, his story and his journey about getting burnt out, uh, in ministry. And I, I don't think he was bivocational and he got burnt out. So you could imagine right. what a bivocational pastor might go through. So I feel yeah. like, uh, when, you know, listening to him, some of his, his thoughts on just protecting yourself. Uh, there's also, uh, Peter, uh, Pete Scazzaro, uh, the emotionally healthy, uh, church. I've read that years ago and it's yeah. just been a lifesaver for me. Now he's got like emotionally everything, emotionally healthy, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I started with the, his first book on the church. And, um, so those things are really, you know, have been really helpful as, a as a bivocational pastor. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to ask you three quick, like rapid fire questions. Okay. And you gave, you gave some resources. Those were like yeah. meant for the pastor, but um, who's a church leader that you look up to and why? Um, I've got two. Uh, Andy Stanley, just his communication and clarity and the way he communicates vision. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And then um, Pastor Sammy Rodriguez, which is somebody I, I served with in ministry uh, way back when. I just seen his growth and it's just been mind-boggling to me so those are yeah. two guys i look up to i love that i love that um okay what's a book that you think everybody should read um a book that i think ev everybody or just pastors or, or just everybody i mean you know you answer how you see fit <laughs> oh my gosh uh that's a good one um oof wow that's a good one you know i i I, I like safe people, uh, Dr. Cloud, uh, Henry Cloud. That, that's just one that comes to mind, but really I've got so many. Yeah. Uh, what, say I, the name again. Uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, Safe People. It's an older book. Safe People. Uh, yeah. But it's, yeah, it has to do with uh, relationships and, yeah. you know, uh, navigating that, that kind okay. of Okay. Good, good. What's a <laughs> podcast that you're listening to right now? 
So I don't do a lot of podcasts, actually. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. <laughs> I do, though. I do audiobooks. I do, a, like, I'll go to the gym and listen to audiobooks yeah. um, all the time. And I don't know. I mean, okay, okay so here's the thing. the latest audiobook? Give me the last audiobook you listen to. So you got to understand, again, you're talking to bivocational, right? So not only do I have to stay sharp on my um, my preaching and my pastor life, yeah. I got to stay sharp in my uh, professional life. So right. I'm yeah. doing sales here at Breeze. And um, uh, there's a book called Persuasion that I've read recently, Okay, uh, you know, talking about persuading in the sales and, and another one, Sales Challenger, I think it's called. Uh, so those two, but those are kind of, you know, again, you got like this dual life you know you're like superman clark kent type right. of thing yep. <laughs> and you got to yep. be good at both <laughs> i mean that's that's a whole nother challenge right if you want to as a bivocational pastor you want to be great in ministry but you also want to be great at what you do like it's a it's a thing you know so um yeah, yeah don't be embarrassed by your what, what you're reading man like that's great yeah. like you should be yeah. <laughs> doing both and by the way i think sales completely applies to ministry in lots sure. of ways, um, you know, not that it's sales at all, but, yeah. you know, being able to communicate clearly and talk through things with people and overcome objections and persuade people, yep. all this kind of stuff, right? It all, it's all ministry stuff too. So absolutely. Um, I'm absolutely. Sure you're picking up lots of good stuff. Well, Rob, this has been awesome, man. Where can folks go? Do you like, where should they go to check out the church? Well, to check out the church, um, newwalk.me, if you want to go in there, uh, you know, obviously we're on Facebook as well, New Walk yeah. Church. Uh, so check us out, New Walk, New Jersey. Um, and then online, we've got a, I got a YouTube channel where I just kind of share, you know, some tips and tricks, uh, skilled pastor. So check us out on YouTube as well. So. Love Those it, are, yeah. that's where you can find me. Happy Come to on. help. I, I knew you were on YouTube just because you got a good camera. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, you, you got the setup. You know what's going on. You know, uh, you know, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, love it, Rob. This has been great. Thanks for jumping on. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Modern Church Leader. See ya.